Good evening, you're about to listen to the Odd Pod. We don't know why, however we are grateful you chose to. We do wish to inform you that the views, opinions and overall morality, do not necessarily reflect those of the station, sponsors or musical entities. If you should choose to continue, and we sincerely hope that you do. Just know, we try to advise you against these actions and we are not responsible for any damage done to your sanity, morals or ideals. Thank you, here comes that terrible siren. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Listening to the Odd Pod on TapDetroit.com. Hi, it's been a week. Uh, not just since we last broadcasted, but uh, it's been a week. Uh, so, in the studio with me tonight, we're doing something special. We're doing something a little different. We're doing something that I've been wanting to do for a little bit. We're doing what is called a small business spotlight, and we're going to be talking about a local small business here in the Detroit area called Real Estate Visionaires, and it is run by a very nice guy named Sherrod Summers, who is sitting next to me right now. Hi, Sherrod. How you doing? Hey, how's it going, Chris? How's everybody doing out there? Nobody calls me Chris on the air, except my <laughs> wife. It is odd or nothing. I heard that. Yeah. Uh, so, Sherrod actually uh, was hired by my landlord to do some work around uh, the property because I don't have time and I don't have tools. That's that's what it comes down to. I don't have time and I don't have tools. Um, and uh, so I got to know him, and I, like I said, I've wanted to do this type of show for a little bit now, and um, the opportunity was there. I, I've tried to do it uh, with the owner of Big League Brews. Uh, we've tried to set a couple of dates, but because his life is constantly moving, um, it is hard to pin him down and... Um, at a date that works for both of us. So, Sherrod actually gets to be our <clears throat> our test subject. <laughs> oh, so you don't put me out there, eh? Well, you know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, tonight we're going to be talking about his business and getting to know him and uh, everything that has come along with uh, not only starting a business in the pandemic, uh, but also starting a black-owned business in the pandemic, which is an important thing because... Through the history of me being in broadcasting, I have always wanted to take care of the little guy. I think that Coke and Pepsi and Chrysler and Dodge and Ford, they all have way too big uh, of a market share on attention because they have so much money. And it shouldn't take money just to get your business out there. Um, so... I have always worked with the small business man and woman or small business person. Um, and, uh, 
it's because I, like I said, I feel they need a leg up. So I've worked on pricing for advertising. You know, I've done events specifically with small businesses. I am a small business. So it only makes sense to help those others around me. Um, so yeah, this, this is, uh, something that I hope to do in the second year of the odd pod. Um, that's right. We, we crossed our year mark on September, uh, on the, the fourth, September 4th is, was the one year anniversary of the odd pod. So we are, are Congrats, man. thank you yeah. stepping into year two. And I do have goals for this time around. I want to grow the Patreon. I want to have more subscribers. I want to have more subscribers to our YouTube channel. Uh, uh, I want to have more listener interaction as well. I want to see you guys commenting and interacting and whatnot. And and you never know, because I've been on a tear of creating new merch and stuff, uh, if your comment's funny enough, it might get turned into a t-shirt. You never know. So you could have your fucking 15 minutes of glory uh, on your body at any given point. Glory which hole? Yeah. That, uh... Yeah, I'm going to cover you in your own glory. Moving the fuck on. Um, speaking of new merch, and that's one of the things I want to get out of the way real quick before we jump into talking about Sherrod. Um, we have three new shirt designs up on the merch shop. I'm so excited. And uh, so the, the first one here is to honor a friend of ours. It is the Mr. Dr. Cookie shirt. Um Mr. Dr. Cookie used to be a co-host, and uh, you know, he he had the nickname Cookie before I met him. And then some joke popped up within the, the, the course of him being my co-host, and he became Dr. Cookie. And somewhere along the way after that, another joke popped up, and I tacked on Mr. to it. So he is Mr. Dr. Cookie. I like that concept, though. Yeah, the the cookie with the stethoscope. Stethoscope. (laughs) My mouth did not want to do that at first. Um, The next design that we have is the answer is always tacos. Okay. Because uh, most of the time, if if Ali asks me what I want for dinner, tacos? It's the easiest thing to make. Yeah. It's portable. Don't encourage his Yeah. So we have this fight all the time. I, I don't like what I call grown-up dinners. If I have to use a knife and a fork, and it's a grown-up dinner. Okay. If it's like, if I can eat it with my hands, so you're talking hamburger, pizza, hot dogs, tacos, I'm, I'm sold. Uh, <laughs> you're all for it, huh? Small caveat there. If it's a smothered burrito, you like it, a knife and fork thing. But that's Yeah. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, so the answer is always tacos. Oh, yeah. I want yeah. that hoodie. <laughs> And then our final design here is in honor of uh, the Captain Ron report. Uh, as we know, our good friend Ace is out and about with his brother Ron on a cross-country tour uh, that, of their own design. If you, That's not good. Don't let the Martins out of the house. Yeah, if you want to call it design. Anyways, uh, so we have the Captain Ron's More Fuel Than Sense World Tour. And world is spelled like spinning. Um, I had the idea that uh, this might be fun, so I made it up today and and tossed it up on the uh, the the merch shop. You can, hour ago. yeah, about an hour ago, right? <laughs> While I was sitting here, I was like, "Ha!" Hey. Uh, getting, getting your creativity on. If I if I sit down here, I'm usually doing something that that ends up becoming either merch or a concept that I use later or something. Well, hey. My life is constantly a process of, "Hey, come here." <laughs> Look at this. Yeah, what do you think of this? I'm doing shit. 
Hey, come here. Fuck! Right? Come so. Here. Fuck! That's good. But yeah, so there are three new designs up on the Little Shop of Oddities, and you can get to it by going to the newly designed uh, Odd Pod page on Tap Detroit. That's tapdetroit.com forward slash the Odd Pod. Uh, there's a merch link button, and there is uh, everything else that you would need. Uh, give me a second here. Because I forgot everything that I put in there the other day. I had some free time, so I, I sat down and, and recreated uh, my spot on the network website. I wasn't happy with how it looked, and I wanted to clean it up. So, yeah, you can, uh, if you go to the tapdetroit.com forward slash the odd pod. Uh, you can get to all of the posts about our newest episodes. You can get to all of my socials um, everywhere for the Odd Pod or me. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Apple, uh, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and I even put my Twitch link up there because every so often I decide that <clears throat> I want to play video games and stream it. So... Um, that covers all of the business um, nice. for the week. Uh, there, there was one other interesting thing that I, I had a la- had a laugh at. I had a conversation with my brother the other day, and he was frustrated with some of the the gamers that he plays with. You know, like some of the games that he plays, the the opponents are are usually pretty toxic and just oh, nasty really? and whatnot. And he, he's, he was telling me about it, and he said, you know, these guys are probably, and this means, no offense to you, they live at home in their mother's basement. And I looked at him, and I stopped at him, and I said, technically, it's my basement now. <laughs> and, That's the uh, darkest damn joke. Yeah. We both just kind of looked at each other and laughed. He hasn't even been uh, dead a year. Yeah, well. And you... Technically, it's my basement now. Yeah. So, yeah, laugh through the pain, right? Right. Uh, I want to say good evening to all of our listeners. Uh, Whether you're in the chat room or not, I see in the chat room currently is Hootis. How you doing, Hootis? It's it's, it's, yeah. Hiya, Hootis. And uh, also, yeah. (laughs) And also, uh, Mr. Brown is in there of Motor City Candleworks. In fact, Motor City Candleworks, if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Brown, and you'll have to put it into the chat and I'll read it later. Don't you guys have an event that's coming up soon again? I swear I saw you post about it earlier today, Um, but I am a terrible person and didn't clock it. Um, Mr. Brown, I need more wax melts. uh, Don't listen to her. Mr. Brown! (laughs) need more wax melts. So, yeah, uh, as soon as he puts it into the chat, there are um, a lot of you that are are listening that are not in the chat room, and I want to thank you as well. Thanks for sticking with us. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode on uh, toxic masculinity. Uh, Most of the feedback we've gotten has been positive. There have been some criticisms, and and I'm okay with them uh, because I understand where they were coming from. Yeah, I expected worse. Uh, yeah, I honestly expected way worse than I got criticism-wise on the toxic masculinity show. The uh, the only thing that uh, was really said is that the examples, um, so the the clips that I played were a bit excessive, um, and I agree, they were they were a bit excessive. And uh, uh, what I, I I said to this person is, I stand by is uh, if it affected you, made you feel some kind of way, it did my job. Anyways. Uh, hey, 
Truck's in the chat. So, Hi, Truck. Uh, yeah, so here we are. Uh, all the business out of the way until Mr. Brown puts into the chat uh, or messages me about uh, an event, if I was right, that he has coming up fairly soon. Otherwise, Sherrod. What's up? What's going on, man? Hey, man, I'm just taking it all in, you know, looking at uh, you don't. the little creativity you got going on. This is a nice little setup here. I like don't it. leave yeah. yourself open to any jokes. He'll take them and run with them. Every oh, time. Hey, I grew, Every time. I grew up with friends like him. It's all good. better, man. You can do so. <laughs> I grew up with friends it. like him. Truck said, uh, I'm the one who complained. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. No, he he's been listening since before I started. He, he was talking to me in Discord about it. And he's right. Like I said, you know, the the clips were a bit excessive and and they probably could have been shortened up. And like oh, okay. like I said, my stance is I did my job. Yeah, that's all so, um Sherrod, we met in the most unlikely of ways. Isn't that weird? And it is. Never uh never know how you're going to meet someone. That's why you, you know, keep those relationships positive and going. Right. Well, and I, I, this, this is how I find people usually is, right. is through happenstance. Oh, okay. Um, you know, uh, I stumble in for whatever reason to uh, a store or whatnot and end up falling in love with the place and the shop owner and want to do everything I can to try to help them. So, nice. uh, very Compassion. odd mother. Yeah. Very odd mother. There we go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no, um, I guess Sherrod, start me at the beginning, man. Man, the beginning. Where'd you grow up? I actually grew up in Detroit. Okay. Uh, started off in Detroit. Now, are we uh, talking Detroit proper or like everybody says, like, I'm from Detroit, yet they live like seven to ten miles like away? Warren and, yeah. And across eight miles. No. No, I grew up actually in Detroit on the west side over in uh area like Joy Road, Grand, Grand River area. And, and yeah. We're about the same age, so... If you grew up over there, there yeah, th- that youth that, that that was a rough time over rough there. Time. Very rough time, rough rough characters, rough times. Good characters and good times too, but you know, yeah, well, it's a mixed bag for sure. Yeah. Um. Uh, what was uh, what was upbringing like? Upbringing was solid. I mean, you know, things could have been better, of course, but. Well, I mean, what they were, you know, you can't be mad. Yeah. Right. I, I, that, that's what it comes down to is, you know, like, yeah, it could be better. But, yeah, you know, you know I mean, anything could be better. Anything could be a little better, you know. But uh, it 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 taught me a lot about growing up and just, you know, being independent and, you know, not being afraid to cash your net when it's time to do it. Right. And just, you know. Did you work with your hands a lot as a kid or like were you like crafty or anything building stuff or I never grew up in the in the garage with my father working on trucks or building anything of that nature i never grew up that way in fact i just kind of fell into the the art of it by uh working yeah yeah i learned it through the job the job market you know so um you uh maintenance right you you work maintenance yeah doing maintenance and you know um Constructing apartment buildings and doing fix-ups, you name it, rehabs. So what was the first? Everything. What was the first gig you got into that uh, made you have to use them hands? First one was in the apartment industry. Uh, man, that was a grueling, grueling job because being at the bottom of it, 
you actually had to work your way up, you know. Well, I actually had to work my way up. Um, just waking up all times of the morning, all times of night for emergencies and getting up to do snow removal. I mean, crazy stuff. But, you know, over time, those things do build character. Yeah. And they do, you know, actually add to everything that, you know, you eventually end up doing later on in life. Well, as a maintenance man in an apartment complex, you've got two choices. Kill the residents or build character. That's basically, yeah. <laughs> and, and the last, you know, first one to send you to prison, so you definitely... Only if you get caught. Building that, building that character. Only if you get caught. <laughs> True. <laughs> we advocate that. It's, it's, it's only a crime if you it's get only caught. only a crime if, you, if you're seen doing the crime. Right. That is correct. Uh, what's the wildest apartment call you had? Oh, man. The wildest apartment call I had? Yeah. It's, I've had quite a few wild apartment calls. So but like from that, that first job, what was yeah. one of the wildest ones that you had? Uh trying to reach back and see because i've had some pretty crazy ones i've had people's kids call me in the middle of the night yeah people's kid just randomly somehow i you know reached out to that resident or they reached me earlier and i get a call midnight one in the morning because kids are playing on the phone and i get a call from a little kid you know i mean things that things of that nature um weird calls uh where you come out and then when you get there, it's actually not as of an emergency as they made it out to be. So it's just... Oh, I figure that's the case of, most of the time. Yeah, man. It's all type of really... You deal with a lot of characters when you, you know, you deal in this type of industry. So, people. Yeah. People. <laughs> but, but I mean, like I said, you know, it it, it builds character. It, it It just adds to everything that you're trying to do, so... And it helped me, you know, eventually. So. Well, and that's what's important too is you know the the experiences along the way. You know, one it 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 helps you get to a point where you're like not shocked by anything anymore. Right. Exactly. You know, which could be good or bad, I guess. But uh, you know, it it it's like oh well, you know, par for the course. Par for the course. Experience. You know, you got to chalk it up to experience. And now, it's not what happens to you is what you do about what happens to you. How long you been uh, doing maintenance and stuff like that? Because I know how long you've been doing the business. So, right. like, right. how long have you been doing like maintenance work? Well, when the maintenance you start? work started. Where did I start? Back in like 2002, I actually first started out. But I was actually a cleaner. I actually cleaned like hallways and vacuumed the inside of the hallway carpet. And, Wiping windows down and things of that nature. I didn't even know anything about tools around 2002. I mean, I knew a little bit about tools because I went to school to work on airplanes, but I didn't know anything about apartment complexes or anything of that nature. So, yeah, it gave me a lot of experience. It was a lot of growing pains. And I mean, I I would encourage a person to to step out there and do something like that. You know, yeah, it can teach you a lot. Well, and and working with your hands is is you know one of the big things that's always been driven in America is build exactly. something. It doesn't matter if you're you're working working with your hands or yeah. you have a hobby like you like to build race cars or right. model trains or things like that. So, yep. uh, truck in the chat room said one time I went out on an estimate and later that night the woman called me back claiming there was a mountain lion living under her floor. Wow. <laughs> See? Just crazy random stuff, man. Like, yeah, and and some of it is 
it's so bizarre. Like you can't even remember. You got to sit down and try to, you know, pull it out your brain. I don't know. There's a few instances that I I had had over the course of of working different jobs that were weird enough that they they've stuck out with me. Right. Um, I used to work uh, a call center for Comcast. Okay. And uh, I was tech support. Ah. And I I worked with their home security system. Um, which is a fancy way of saying that I pretty much would tell them I have to schedule a technician or I can reset your router from here. And those were my two job functions. <laughs> that was it. That was all I could do. Schedule you an appointment or reset your fucking router. Right. How did that turn out for you? Do you like it? I hated it after a while because I realized that the company I was working for at that time for the area that I was working in. Okay. Um, they were purposely making things go wrong to get the people to have to have those service call charges. Oh, wow. They found a way to buck the system, huh? Yeah. Get that under the table money. And, wow. uh, <clears throat> well, it was against my morals after I figured, after I found that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it was against my morals before that, but after I found it out, it was like, ah, oh, I can't. Damn, uh, criminal. I'm getting, <laughs> I, I get pissed off. I get yelled at on a daily basis. Right. Uh, but there were two instances that stick out in my mind. One of them was a phone call that I had when I was trying to do tech support for this woman. And there's a way that I have to explain things for every call. Okay. As people don't understand that is like if you think that the person on the other end of the phone is talking down to you. There's a 50-50 shot that that's their fucking script that they have to follow. Pretty much. All right. Some corporate egghead somewhere sat down with a bunch of other corporate eggheads and wrote out a script for the dumbest people on the face of the planet. And that's why they sound like they're talking to you like that. Right. Other times, yeah, they are just being condescending. However, um... I had this one woman, and I I was going through the script like I was supposed to, and she said, sir, I have a PhD. Please don't talk down to me. And then she she was, like, really rude throughout all of it, just kept cutting me off and talking over me. And she she had said that line a couple of times, and on the final time, I was just fed up because she wasn't listening. And when she said she had a PhD, I shot back, well, that's wonderful, ma'am. Good for you. Too bad it didn't come with a set of manners. And I hung up on her. Ooh. So you got her before you hung up on her. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, fuck off. Right. The other time, though, was I was working, and it was uh, a, a night shift that I had to do. And this person called in, and, and I, I went through, like, the opening, you know, and I didn't hear anything. And when I said hello... The person on the other side of the line, side of the line said, it's too loud. Wow. And I was like, what's too loud? I, do you need me to t- turn down my mic? Hold on. And they said, the sounds from the walls, it's too loud. Wow, somebody was really hearing things or something. I don't know, but it was creepy as hell. And, and like this went on for a good five, ten minutes. And finally, I was like, do you need me to contact the authorities in your area? And they said, it's finally quiet now. And they hung up, and I was, uh, no. Like, I, I, I had a fucking horror movie call me. Yeah, I had a horror movie call yeah. me. Yeah, you had a uh, mini exorcist on your hand. So that's what I was talking about is, like, weird stuff that you, you run into on the job. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah Because oh. a, a few of them, they, they leave a, a stain on you. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's some some people going through some crazy things out here. 
And uh, all you can do is sometimes you can laugh, but other times it's like, oh, man. Truck. We get through it. I, I do, too. I fuck with telemarketers. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is it's weird when they call you and do that. Oh, yeah. Um, so you started off in maintenance cleaning. Yeah, you know. Cleaning cleaning hallways. What year did you say? That was in 2002. And it took me a minute to work my way up to, you know, actually like rehabbing a, apartments for move-ins. And right. Well, like you said, you learned everything on the job. I so. everything on the job, everything hands-on. It. It was all, it's basically like an apprenticeship, but it was a job. Right. And I treated it like, you know, a business from day one. Well, because you, know? you pro- probably saw that you were uh, going to be getting skills that were going to yeah, be worthwhile. Exactly. Skills that are worthwhile that I could, you know, use, barter, pass on, teach, you name, you know. Which for- what people don't realize about these type of skills. They only look at the aspect of getting up and having to actually do something. Which, for those of you out there that are worried about automation taking away, you know, your low-end jobs, it's probably going to happen. I would highly suggest learning the learning a trade because it's going to be a while before robots have the the dexterity enough to be able to do plumbing or finite uh, uh, repair work and stuff like that. So, learn a trade uh, is my advice at this point to anyone that's that might be young and listening. Yeah, learn a trade for sure, and open up other neuron pathways in your brain too to be able to like understand other avenues and other you know different ways of doing things or you know other professions yeah like sometimes i can just like go into something or hear someone talking about a certain subject and i just automatically pick up on the basics of the subject just based on well, we can all bullshit our you know, way through like, things. <laughs> it just opens up neuron pathways. That yeah, wouldn't have been opened up otherwise. You mean you learn? Yeah, you actually get up and learn. You actually got to do something. Well, with the yeah, the maintenance yeah. stuff too, is like you you end up knowing a little bit of everything because yeah. you know a little bit of construction, you know a little right. bit of uh, cement work. Sure, I'm sure a little bit yeah. of landscaping, a little bit of electrical work. Plumbing, you know, plumbing. Flooring. Yeah. You know, dealing with uh, appliances, a little bit of everything. Because I know how uh, apartment complexes are. Right. Uh, you know, and and nothing against any of the maintenance men or whatnot, but they, they will not hire the people that know how to do it right out of the gate. They would rather let their maintenance people learn exactly. how to do it. Right. And it's a lot of uh, places that are like that right now. Well, you just said it, you know, so, you know, I mean, yeah, it's some jacks of all trades out there, you know, just go out there and jack up everything. Right. Yeah. That, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, you know, they don't really want to put the time and effort into really learning how to do said thing. You know, it is some of it is easy, but some of it is not, you know, some of it is just mental. Well, the uh, apartment complex we lived in in Tucson. No, no, it's just a gnat. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, the apartment complex that we lived in in Tucson, it was like pulling teeth to get a um, a maintenance person to come out and actually do anything. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, call the twenty four hour hotline that doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> you know. Oh well, voicemail. You can call the office in the morning if they answer the phone. And I actually got fired before for not answering a call at like two in the morning, uh. all because of a toilet overflowing. Yeah. It's crazy, man. But he didn't get fired. 
<laughs> the so the apartment complex is the one that set up the maintenance number. Really? Yeah. Well, so this apartment complex had had a, a history with it. Like when we moved in, it was changing ownership hands. Wow. And the people that we talked to to move in were not the people that ended up having to have us as tenants. Okay. And so, like, the contract that we were written by the previous company, they did some shady crap with it. They did some shady shit with it. And we ended up, uh, you know, basically getting one over on the next company because we had the the contract signed. And you guys were just in the middle, so they had to honor you. Yeah, and it wasn't your fault. Um, that apartment complex changed hands four times in three years, I think. Oh yeah, that happens very often. Where they change hands or change names. Yeah, pass Fi- it off to another uh, family member. Or- well, no, it was it was yeah. just sold company just to company to company. Yeah. And so we had no idea who we had to make the checkout to each month for rent because we never knew. Everything changed all the time. Oh, that's a good, that's not like a good situation. Well, sort of, yeah, because like for the longest time, our rent never really increased. Right. Because everybody that came in, came into it was like, oh, well, this is a contract you have. Well, we'll honor it for the next year. And then they wouldn't be there. <laughs> so the next company come in and be like, yeah. oh, well, we'll honor it for a year, blah, That's blah, blah. Yeah. Right there. Um, everybody else, though, because it, 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 was, it wasn't kept up, so it cycled people a lot. Right. You know, they, they came in and got screwed by the new people. And we're so, just sitting there like, meh. Yeah, slumlords can, can make it horrible for everybody well that's the thing like they they charged a a crap ton of money too because um we were right across the street from a mall but the property wasn't worth what they were charging oh see and they weren't willing to put any money into it to fix it up so yeah i did also i did get a deal by being in charge of the pool though they they took some money off my rent every month before it all i had to do was go out and drop the hose in to fill it up oh really Oh, you didn't even have to, like, pump it or, I mean, backwash it and all that stuff? Nope, they had a pool company that came out and did that. Oh, cool. They just didn't have a recycling pump. Oh, okay, yeah. So. That's probably why. And it was Arizona, so, like, a day's worth drops the water level. Oh, man. Day's worth of sunshine. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, shit. It's 8.32. I, we got talking and I lost track of time. Uh, we're good. Actually, we're going to go ahead and go to our first break here. You're going to you're gonna get music, man. Uh, this week, I don't know why. I just wasn't in it picking music. So, like, eh. Um, but it's, it's all our uh, uh, independent artists. Let me see. Hold on. I'll tell you exactly who you're going to get. Uh, you're going to get the ch Chinchillionaires, you won't need it. You're going to get Sarah uh, May Chilton, Lady President, and you're going to get uh, Midnight Preachers with the song Pusher Woman. Uh, you're listening to TapDetroit.com and The Odd Pod, and we'll be right back. Now it's time for The Odd Pod's Patreon shout-out. Big thanks to Tiki, Billy Yum, Mr. Robbins, Justin Burnside, and Zaldor of Zaldor's World Podcast for becoming a patron. We hope you enjoy our long, uncut and girthy uh, episodes until you're fully satisfied and left shaking from laughter. For everyone else, you can join our Patreon too. 
Just head to patreon.com forward slash the odd pod. Become a patron and reap the benefits today. Are you tired of incense that stinks? Motor City Candleworks is Metro Detroit's number one source for premium handmade incense, as well as hand sanitizer and now massage oil, with a wide array of scents inspired by Michigan cities and attractions. You're sure to find a fragrance that'll keep your love of the mitten burning all year round. Head to MotorCityCandleworks.com and order yours today. And make sure you find them on Facebook, too, for all of their upcoming sales and events. Motor City Candleworks. Michigan handmade scents that just make sense. That smell. The kind of smelly smell.
Insanity.com was nice enough to give me a new home for my brand of insanity. You're listening to the Odd Pod. Stick around after and check out all the great content and music available only on TapDetroit.com. Well, it seems like a reasonable request. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and uh, we're here with Sherrod Summers of uh, Real Estate Visionaires. And uh, before we get too far out of the first hour, um, tell us a little about, about Real Estate Visionaires. Real Estate Visionaires is a company that I started um, back in 2000 and really 19. I didn't really make it official, though. I didn't put it on the record as uh, Real Estate Visionaires, the business, but... I was always doing side side jobs and odd jobs for people just to kind of build up my uh, repertoire and my business skills and whatnot. And right. Well, there's usually a, 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 a great operating area for most businesses right. before they become official because, well, and legally too, the IRS doesn't even really consider it a business until you are making money. Exactly. Every year that you're losing money, what you're doing, it's not a business. It's exactly. a hobby. You're, it's a hobby. Yeah. Right. Even if you bring in money from it, it is still considered a hobby as long as it's losing money. Right. And, yep, losing money is not... It's real easy you to know, lose money. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> real easy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it started out that way. and uh, But it's just basically a collective of everything that I've learned from the apartment uh, industry, the office building industry, and plus we never got into nursing. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, industry, which is the commercial side of it. Yeah, but uh, you're still maintenance there. So uh, really, yeah, it's, yeah. it's more cleaning techniques and, right. and how to how to repair things so exactly a budget and it's a lot of red tape to yeah. a lot of um, right. what they call that like life safety uh-huh. yeah, a lot of life safety involved in the commercial buildings especially well you know when, you know with the hospital thing yep all that good stuff yeah, yeah they they will another ball of wax right there man. they will cut every corner possible as long as it looks safe exactly they're fine Yep, we passed the fire marshal. We didn't see it. Yeah. So what if the safety rail on the in the bathroom is being held on with gorilla glue and hopes and prayers? As long as when the fire marshal goes to tug on it a little bit to make sure it's okay, it's it doesn't move. Right. <laughs> we passed. Right. Yep. Drinks on me. Let's go. Yeah. For real man. That's exactly uh, how I go too. I I know, and it, it's it's not. It, it isn't necessarily a, a lack of caring, too, on, on any maintenance person's part. It's it's a budget thing. Right. Like, if the money's not there for the, the proper fix... What do you want me to do? Go out my pocket and pay for the... You know, the building that the owner should be paying for? Uh, come on now. One of the, the health care jobs that I worked at was a dispatcher for uh, Crisis right. Hospital. Um, different one here in the area, actually. Okay. And uh, I had not enough people... Every night, what I describe my job title as is, is my employer told me every night you may need to make chocolate cake, but all I'm going to give you is dirt and water. Make chocolate cake, no matter what. Wow. When I come in in the morning, even though I've only given you dirt and water, you need to figure out a way to turn that dirt and water into chocolate cake. 
Yeah, it sounded like Hell's Kitchen or something. It was, it was just it was worse than that. Huh? You didn't have the ingredients you needed, exactly. but you still have to make it happen somehow, some way. Right. So, yeah. That's why you put a sugar out. Right. Well, no, you don't have the budget right. to, to fix things properly all the time in maintenance situations, um, like commercial grade anyways. Right. Like, they're, they don't budget for that, really. They, they put as little into that as they, they possibly can. So you got to make do with what you got. That's true. Yeah. Mr. Brown said some duct tape. And, you know, I, I have had to repair a few things in my time. And, and I'm going to tell you this. Man. If you can't duck it, fuck it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> duct tape is, is one of those things you definitely always want to have. But, yeah, you really started yeah. getting the, the business going. You were saying, like, during the, the, the yeah. pandemic. Yeah, I actually really started it in the pandemic which was in march of uh 2020 that's when i actually made it official like right this is what i'm about to do but uh and that was actually pretty tough because i had a lot going on at the time not to mention kids you know right. the ones that i just had to say had you mean it's tough in. to start a business when the economy's gone into the crapper and everybody's afraid to go outside or have anyone come into their home to do any work no right. exactly and here i am looking crazy knocking on doors and you know, banging on floors or whatever I had to do to make it happen, you know? Well, and, uh, but that's the entrepreneurial spirit. That's true. You know, if you see it and you want it, you go get it. That's it. Yep. And that's how I looked at it, you know? Nobody's going to give it to me. Nobody's ever given it to me. So I have to. Well, they've given it you know, to you, just not in a way you want. Just not in a way I wanted it. Yeah. yeah. You got that right. So, you know, it's just, it's just one of them things, man, where if you don't fight for you and your last name, then nobody's gonna you know egg you on or help you to do it you gotta shit you gotta have that fire burning inside you to do it right entrepreneurs i don't know like i i've talked to a lot of them to kind of to feel kind of feel this way and whatnot but i i'm not gonna say all of them do but entrepreneurs have an interesting way of looking at life as well um we understand that uh life is just a giant game of don't drop the soap Basically. Because every time you bend over, something's there to get you. And, yeah, society will get you. So the entrepreneurial spirit is coming up with soap on a rope. <laughs> <laughs> Can't catch me. But, um, no, it's just, there. it really does. Like, I'm pretty sure that anyone, if they had to, could start a business. Right. But it takes a special kind of person to want to start a business and oh, yeah. and not only just start it but be successful at it right like you got to have that drive you got to have that passion and you've got to have the basic exactly. sense of how to deal with people right yeah yeah you got to be able to deal with people cuz you can't actually hold a conversation with a client or close a business deal I can fake it real yeah, well. It's like, yeah, you know, you might have to hire somebody to do that. But yeah, yeah, that's that's it's important. All those things are important. What you just said and, and getting going for sure. Well, and having the tools, not only just having the tools at your disposal to be successful as a business person, right? But either a basic understanding of how to use them, mm-hmm. or like you said, hire somebody to do it. Right. Yeah, you, you know, can always hire somebody. Yep, if you know, if need be, of course. Well, certain things like stuff you and I have talked about, like promotional stuff and, right. and whatnot. Exactly. Like, sure, 
you can take the time to learn it all all yourself and there's there's nothing saying that anyone out there that runs a business could not promote themselves to the same successful rate that hiring somebody would do it but exactly. every minute you take learning or spend spending time actually promoting is less time that you have to do what the fuck you're trying to promote basically yep. you know in my case, I don't really have a product. I, I'm a fucking prostitute, man. I'm selling myself. That's it. I am the product. I, I am all there is. And, uh, you know, so me taking a little extra time to do foreplay or promotion, however you want to say it, is important. I like the way you put that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. Like, in the entertainment business, it, it, you are the product. Right. So, I Definitely. mean... And I will say this, like I said, you've been working around the house here for a couple of weeks now, and you know I, you're you're polite, you're respectful, you're kind, you're courteous. Um, when you say you're going to do something, you do it. Uh, and like the the work that you've done, I've got no issues with. You know, it's not my place. I don't really have any, <laughs> you know, issues. But it's it saved us a lot of time and headache. You know, that we would have had to do. Uh, or come up with ourselves. Like I said, I don't necessarily have the time and I don't have the tools. Right. Exactly. So that's, I, I can't do most of this myself. Yeah. And that's, that's what is, uh, that's what filling the need is about, you know, filling a void. Um, cause like you just said, you know, you don't want to do that yourself cause you don't have the tools. And it's just like the computer side of things. I don't always have time for the tools to do that. Right. So I might have to come to you for that. Well, and it's not even how how it goes. It's not even so much a a lack of wanting to. Like I said, it's just I don't have the time and I don't have the tools. And not having the tools is the big thing because, like, you can make time. Yeah, you make time for what you want. You know, if if you don't have the tools to do what you need, like the the electrical switch in the bathroom, I don't fuck with electrical. Right, a lot of people are terrified of it. I'm not terrified of it. I just ain't fucking with it. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Right, I understand. I'm not necessarily afraid of water, but I know I can't swim, so I keep my ass out of the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah. Um, But... uh, there's there's a lot of stuff and and there's some stuff that you know in the future I would not mind learning right. you know the 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 dream is for everybody they want to own their own home and for like sure. if I did I'd have a garage and I I'd, I'd, I'd like to tinker and that's the you beauty know? of doing this type of work you know if you are into real estate investing or if you are just into wanting to know how to do these things so that you don't get ripped off or that's just being the know of it you know now and it's just good to know. <laughs> I've not had to pay you out of my own pocket, so I don't know about your pricing or anything like that. But uh, it seems reasonable from what I understand, right? And uh, and and whatnot. And uh, anyone in the area that hears this or or whatnot or sees this post, if you you live in the Metro Detroit area, roughly metro Detroit, in Wayne yeah. County, Washington, Wayne County, Macomb, okay, pretty much everywhere. So if you're in in any of those areas uh, and want to uh, either see this post and comment or uh you can email us at the oddpod at gmail.com and we will tell you how to reach sherrod yes, um if you need your yard trimmed if you need uh trees trimmed i should say if you need uh repairs done like handyman services outside, yeah. yeah inside and out uh minor plumbing 
Minor plumbing, minor electrical, yeah. Yeah. Some you know. ma- major plumbing too, you know, it just depends on you know what it what it entails. Yeah, I uh I urge you to uh, f- uh, get in contact with us and uh, hire real estate v- visionaries for uh, whatever you need done around the house. Um, I, like I said, if you don't know the man, the, the, that's the biggest issue, right? Like you're hiring someone to come to your house to do work. You know, sure, there's things like Angie's List, and you can vet and and whatnot. Right. You know, as best as possible. But I mean, realistically, when it comes to stuff like this, word of mouth is is the most important way of of promotion. That's right. Um, because sure, you can you can put a billboard up if oh, you yeah. want. Okay. You can you know pay to put it in like mm-hmm. that the newspaper like right. ads and stuff like that. But you know, most people are you know unsure of having strangers come to their home right so i i i say this um he has not murdered me my wife any of my (laughs) friends or my pets um he has only killed bugs several bugs (laughs) yeah they tried Um, to kill me but you know i had to reverse the game so i i mean he from when uh, my landlord texted me to ask you know how things are going with the the handyman i said you know 10 out of 10 would not mind if you hired him again for anything that needs to be done around here that I can't manage to get done. I was like, I, I've, I've been enjoying, uh, having him here because like I said, he's friendly, he's personable, you know, he's on time and he does what he says he's going to do. That's hard to come by. Right. You know, there've been a couple of times too, where things have come up in in oh, your yeah. your life or mine, and Nobody's and perfect. yeah, and had to to reschedule. Don't right. don't sit there and think, uh, you know, oh, uh, just fly out with a cape on. Yeah, dun 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 dun. Uh, no, but like within reason, have have some some compassion and exactly. understanding and whatnot because right. this is a side business. But yep. yeah, not had an issue with anything yet. So. Um, and you've only got one more thing to do here. So, like, yeah, you've got the porch. porch yeah. yeah. Yeah, get some things going. Some, oh, yeah, doing painting. If, of course, if you need any painting done, uh, we, we offer that as well. And uh, porch repairs, uh, cement. Power washing. Power washing, all type of stuff. I mean, you just have to call us and basically let us know what you need done, and we'll let you know exactly how we can assist you in getting that done. All right, so we're going to move into our second hour here in just a few minutes. Um, And one of the things we're going to do in our second hour, and we may end up doing it right when we come back because it's a bit of Uh fun, is uh, the Uh interview roulette. I had you pick those numbers earlier. Um, I'm not looking forward to this one. It'll be fine. I don't know what this guy got up his sleeve right now. Um, so, and then, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about what it's like running your own business and just some of those struggles and and whatnot that we come across. Um, so, uh, stay tuned. Uh, if you're listening to the fun size version, I do urge you to join our Patreon. You're going to hear the bumper about it here in just a second. Um, it's $5 a month and, uh, you get uh, access to full episodes, uh, all of our archives, um, you also get a 10% off coupon for any purchases at MotorCityCandleworks.com. Uh, you get a shout out at the front of the show. You, you heard that, uh, as we, we went into our first break 
and uh, you get my undying gratitude because there's there's some things that I want to try and get done um, that the the money from the Patreon is probably going to end up going to. So you're helping me out. And if you don't want to join the Patreon for whatever God knows reason, you can still support us by hitting our merch store and yeah. picking up a T-shirt or a coffee mug or dog bandana or stickers. Got to get more stickers. Um, so yeah, just uh, whatever you do, and then you know, like and subscribe on YouTube. Yada yada yada. yada. Uh, coming up next week, we'll be sitting down with uh, last call in Jonestown members, uh, Pat Mars and Aaron Starzek. As long as nothing ends up coming up, or they didn't end up having getting a gig booked that night, I completely understand. If someone's going to give you money, go do that instead of come hang out with my ass. I'll see you another time. Um, and then October, the first show in October, uh, we will be sitting down and talking with Jer- uh, Jerry Lill. Uh, and I, I, I've talked a little bit about that. That That is a man with a, a storied past and is going to be a very interesting conversation uh, talking about all the things that he's been through and, and whatnot. So um, that's what's coming up uh, that we have slated for sure. There's going to also be two shows in October for our Freetober event that we started last year. Um, we're actually going to um, we're going to upload it to the Patreon only. Okay, so it's not going to go to YouTube, um, and it's not going to go to the regular podcasting platforms that it normally would. Um, It's going to go to the Patreon only. However, it is going to be completely free. It is going to be unlocked. You do not have to be a paid subscriber for the Jerry Lil episode in its entirety, nor will you have to be a paid subscriber for our uh, Halloween episode, which will be all spooky music and fun and goofy times and, and whatnot. So those two shows in October are going to be completely free, but they're only going to be available on the, the Patreon website. So um, anyways, we're going to go to break. You're going to get uh, the Captain Ron report. Um, you're also going to get the Lonely Ones uh, real big trouble. You're gonna. Uh, I, I'm missing a song here. Let's uh, let's fix that. So you're gonna get the lonely ones with real big trouble. Feed the kids by Thank Frank, and uh, you can't hurt me now by Stormstress. You're listening to uh, the Odd Pod on TapDetroit.com, and we will be right back. Keep her pointed due north. Don't bump into anything. I'm going to get some shut-eye. Captain Ron! Hey, all you oddies. This is Ace and Captain Ron coming back at you with another Captain Ron report. Last we heard from us, we were sitting knee-deep in a creek in uh, Bakersfield, California. Shortly after we made the call to call in the, the show, we were just sitting there talking about getting some lunch and all of a sudden, I said, uh, hey, Cameron, and he said, what? I said, it comes a watermelon. And he said, what? And I said, look, upstream. And sure as shit, we were sitting there, and a full-blown watermelon come floating downstream. We plucked it out of the river. It was still ice cold to the touch and had a sticker from the store. We broke it open on the rock, and we sat there and ate that sucker. <laughs> look. 
lunch. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that's a special kind of delivery there for you. But anyway, we packed up out of Bakersfield and uh, we took off out of there. That was a nice place. We really enjoyed that swim hole there, all the people that were there. But uh, yeah, and then we took off and we ended up going through Death Valley, which was a trip upon itself. We get to the edge of Death Valley and we're both looking at our GPSs trying to figure out how to get across. And you go into Death Valley and there's two ways out, an easy way and a hard way. And we both agreed that we was going to take the easy way out. But uh, what we didn't realize is we should have took a better look sooner because as soon as you enter Death Valley, you get down in there 200 foot below sea level, you lose all signal. There's no phones. There's no nothing. There's just dirt. <laughs> that's all that's out there. Well, the road turned. I was supposed to turn right with the curve, and I went straight, and it turned into a one-lane, then it turned into a one-lane gravel, then it turned into a gravel path, then it turned into a mule path, then it turned into almost a two-track, maybe like a one-and-a-half-track. Uh, and then it just kept going until it freaking petered out in the middle. And so we just kept going, and <laughs> Wait, what choice do you have at that point, right? When you're in the middle, everybody's out. <laughs> and that's about what it came down to. The roads kept getting worse and worse. And we got to the point to where we was thinking, this is not going to end well. This is how horror movies start. Right about then, we crossed through an old rickety gate and sitting at the side of a road on a picnic table in an old pickup truck with some old lady smiling and waving at us like she'd been waiting for us for years. I was like, that's creepy as hell. Keep moving. Whatever you do, she was waiting wait for you. She was waiting for you. She was waiting for me. <laughs> so after we creeped past the creepy lady sitting at the picnic table, <laughs> we, we ventured on in the canyon, kept getting closer and closer until it was just big enough for a single vehicle to get through. The paved road was gone. It was dirt. It looked like a mule trail. And uh, we just kept pushing through. Like I said, we had no other choice. It was 110 down there, hotter than shit. Finally, the canyon opened back up. And as far as we could tell, the, the smallest part of that road must have been the dead center of that canyon because it opened back up, turned back into bigger, wider spaces, and the roads continuously got better until we ended up back on the highway and <laughs> made it to safety. But yeah, it was getting sketchy there for a while. Well, yeah, we pushed on through that, and we ended I wasn't up... scared one bit. No, me neither. I, I wasn't afraid. I was a liar. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> that low tire gives me a problem. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of those horns beefing and tires going off. Yeah, it's not good. We got fire extinguishers, though, so we're set. We're safe, and we got tea, so we're good. But we pushed out of Death Valley, and we ended up coming into Utah and found a KOA after about two and a half days in the truck. We found a KOA with showers and electricity, and we pulled in, plugged in, turned on the air, took showers, and we chilled there for the last two days. And now we find ourselves, uh, this morning, we was gonna head out and start heading south back into the heat a little bit, and, work our way maybe to the Gulf Coast. We was shooting for the Grand Canyon, but that got sidetracked. 
so we're kind of maybe going to the Gulf Coast. We're not really sure. We haven't flipped the coin yet. But when we left this morning, Captain Ron had ventured out on his bike the day before, and he checked out a shortcut. So he comes back into camp, and he tells me, yeah, I think we can get the track truck the trailer through there. And I, I was like, what do you mean, think? And you say, well, as far as I went, I was like, okay. So we get up this morning, and we start heading out of the town of Beaver, Utah. <laughs> and uh, we start going down this road, this Captain Ron shortcut. And Captain Ron shortcut turned into a little two-trail dirt road. And it started, yeah, <laughs> it started climbing the hill, started going up, steep elevation, four-wheel drive vehicles only. So we started getting up, and then there was no, a... No, trailers not recommended. Yeah, that was the, there was a turnoff just before that sign, and that's where that sign was. It said, freeway something this way, and it said... So so this way, after we passed the last sign for hope, <laughs> we went up the road that said, trailer's not recommended. Yeah. Captain Ron said, I'm an experienced professional driver, and I can do it. And I started to weep and poop my pants. So anyway, smallest road I've ever been on was a trailer. It was. And that kept it was 10,000... 10,000 feet above sea level, and you can see the sea level on one side or the other. <laughs> <laughs> that was the truth, too. Talk about not having guardrails in California. They just barely got roads over here. They just have a white line, and that's the end of it. Yeah, just follow the white line. And if you follow it off the edge, that's your problem. Yeah, there were some turns that, that pulling a truck and a trailer... If you didn't really, really know what you was doing, you would have destroyed your trailer, probably, or else drove off the cliff, one of the two. But anyway, we got to the 10,000 feet mark, and there was an overlook. And I posted some pictures on my Facebook, and uh, I'm sure Otto posted them to the iPod page. But, yeah, it was it was worth the terrorizing climb up the mountain just for that view. I, for as far as the eye could see, you could see and it, that was an impressive view by all means. That was really something special. Anyways, now we're in a rest area <laughs> about 40 miles west of Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm tired. I can't drive no more. Keep seeing turkeys in the road. <laughs> well, we're going to get back on it. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll rest up here in the, Actually, it's the Arizona Welcome Center coming in from the New Mexico side. So if you're just coming in from New Mexico, this would be the Welcome at the Arizona rest stop. Because we came in backwards. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's this is the last one going into Mexico. Yeah, it will be crossed into Mexico when we get and back New Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah, we're, we're not going to Mexico. New we were going to go down along the edge of uh, Mexico and Texas, but because of all this immigrant stuff, I haven't got any room for any more. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, the trailer stuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another fun fact we had today. We were driving down the road. We kept hearing this little banging and clanging noise. And I was like, what is that? What is that? 
And all of a sudden, I look out my side window to see if there's something wrong with the trailer, and I realize the cap of the truck is now sitting sideways in the cap. Oh, well. It, it had came loose. The C-clamp's holding it down. Three out of four came loose, and uh, I looked out the side window to see if there's anything wrong with the trailer, and I see that the cap is now sitting cockeyed on the bed of the truck. Three of the four C-clamps that was holding down had worked themselves loose from all the up and down the mountains and bouncing all over God's green earth. And he was getting ready to come off, so we had to pull off the side road. Captain Ron had to crawl over all our gear and equipment and in a 95-degree heat in the back of a truck and reassemble the cap and get it back into place and put it all back together. But gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, it's the cap runway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll, uh, then we're coming down the mountain and something just didn't seem right. It was, I pulled off the side of the road and started looking around. I didn't have the brakes of the trailer. Oh, yeah, that's right. We left Beaver with no lights, no brakes, no nothing. Yeah, going up the short duck. But ours worked out well. We got everything fixed up now. <laughs> we're rolling. No, we're sitting. We're, we're sitting. Sit, but, uh, we're, we're sitting rolling. Just talking. Make me want to be going. We're going to stop talking, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Y'all have a good weekend. Thanks for checking out the Odd Pod. If you want to hear the whole show, consider becoming a patron of our Patreon. Head to patreon.com forward slash the odd pod. We're also all over social media like an STI that won't wash off. Head to tapdetroit.com forward slash the odd pod to follow us today. We're already following you and you forgot to buy milk.